Hello and welcome back to Class Holes with me, Preston, and joining me always is Lucy Murray. You right? How you doing? Yeah, all right. How are you? It's lesson 11. Uh, it is. Legs 11, some may say. Some may say. Some, <laughs> some may say from their, from their cosy jail cells that they're no doubt tucked up in. Uh, I didn't expect us to get this far. No, I, I thought we'd probably get bored much sooner. I thought the audience would have got bored a lot sooner to be perfect. I mean, honest. who's to say they haven't? <laughs> <laughs> that email address still going nice and strong. Uh, talking of yeah. going nice and strong, what are we do- talking about today? Uh, it's big purchases week, Preston. Big so we're going to talk about uh, buying houses. That's the biggest purchase, really, it is. isn't it? Well, the, these are the two biggest purchases you could make, I would say, possibly. Houses yeah. and cars. Mm. I'm excited. Uh, also... Before we start, I'd just like to make a, a public apology sure. um, to, uh, so I've had a response from the cinema uh, lesson we put out, um, and the person that I talked about talking to me in the cinema, uh, I'd just like to do a public apology to them. Because... That's annoying, because she's probably about 40% of our listenership at the moment. <laughs> Exactly. If you're ostracizing her, that's a huge demographic. It is. Um, and so apparently, uh, the bit I'd forgotten from the story of her talking to me constantly during the Twilight movie was that um, during the film, I retorted to her to shut the f*** up. Mm. So I'd just like to apologize for getting so irate during the Twilight movies. So we're dedicating this podcast to her. And the memory of the Twilight movies. May they rest in peace. (laughs) Right, lesson one, buying a car. Yes. So this is something that we've both done in the last two weeks. That's right. I actually put the deposit down on mine today as of recording. Exciting. I'm picking it up on Monday. I can't believe my luck. (laughs) It's exciting buying a car though, isn't it? It's one of those adult purchases, you know. I mean, so I get, Harry calls me a Marxist because the car that we got this time is quite swanky. Sure. Um, but the previous car we had was... Because you used to go around in one of those rickshaws, didn't you? Was it Harry at the front <laughs> and you in the back? I mean, it might as well have been. It was a Dacia Sandero. So it's kind of the cheapest new car you can get. And um, Does that I still really come like the wood, it. The wood variant, <laughs> is it? I wish it did. No, I really like it. Um, and I was talking to him and his family the other day, and I was saying that I think that I prefer to drive cars that have less power, um, uh, are, are just generally less good, really. That's what I, pre- okay. I would prefer in a car. Um, because this car that we've got... Uh, excuse me, put- sir. Can I see your <laughs> terrible range, please? Yeah, exactly. This car, if you put your foot down, it goes quickly. Like Fred Finstone. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, in the Dacia, 
if you put your foot down, you are going the sp- you might as well be running. Like, sure. So it puts you know, as much physical effort. Yeah. Exactly. The, how many horses does it have? Like in the days where I reckon it's got four, whereas this car, I think it's got thousands. Really? So Loads what have you upgraded to then? What have you, you haven't uh, upgraded to a horse, presumably. No. As you know, I really like embarrasses, but it's, like, it's a Mercedes thingy. A Mercedes thingy. What's yeah. that? 2017, is it? Or? It, yeah. It's a 2017 Mercedes thingy. It's in Navy. Um, it's quite embarrassing, really. It makes like... As a Marxist, as yeah. a Marxist it's hugely embarrassing to be running around in what is probably one of the single most elite cars on the market. Mm. Yeah, it's really bad. It makes a really loud noise. Have you um, been fired from the Labour Party yet? Or is that, <laughs> is that still happening? Because I know a lot, of, a lot of the ideals have changed, I know, uh, since the election. And Sakia Samba probably left my car. Is that what happened? Like Cor- Corbyn lost and you were like, do you know what? I'm going for a Mercedes then. If Boris is in number 10, I'm going for the Mercedes. No, it's all 100% Harry. He wanted a Mustang. So I don't I know if you do this. So Harry is obsessed with Auto Trader. I'm not obsessed by any of it. And that's one thing that I should come right. clean with, is that I feel that the lesson that I want to impart to the listener about buying a car is there is a real ceremony and rigmarole to it and i really think that you have to be a certain type of person to really partake in that and i'm not that kind of person so when when i walk into a car showroom i might yeah. as well have a target on me and um, they I, I actually see a lot of the salesmen their eyes but they blink and they become dollar signs that's what happens usually when i walk by them they kind of they, they all start to follow me around as if I'm the Pied Piper of Hamlin. Yeah. Uh, and so they tell you how many horses things have and stuff like that. The first, the first what thing what they do they do, tell you? The first thing they do is they tell me how amazing I would look in the car. And at that point, I basically reach oh. out my wallet. Oh. Um, as soon as they yeah, say yeah, that, I, they, one, one person, when I looked at the vehicle that I actually ended up purchasing, said, that car is a bit of you. And I couldn't have agreed more. I was like, yeah. And I, it's like psychological because I... Yeah, this car, this car is a bit of me. I was wearing a blue polo shirt, as yeah. you can see. And the car I bought today, blue. coincidence, is blue. I don't know if the Illuminati. I like blue cars. And so, well, of course you do. You're a secret Tory now, aren't you? So of course you love anything blue. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> now that you're driving around in that, the, the, is it the millionaire mobile you call it, or? No. Uh, also, did you know? I didn't know this, right? So the car that we've got now, it's. Mm. We bought it for a reasonable price, like the amount that the average car on the market is, I'd say. But when it was originally new, it was worth over 40000 Sure. So um, if you get a car that's originally over 40000 that was built after April 2017, for fun... The government just chucks on an extra three hundred and forty pounds of road tax. Really? Yeah. So we have to pay um, four hundred and eighty-five pounds of road tax a year. Wow. Because our you're car... you're good for it though, aren't you? No, it's not fair. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I want to paint a picture, uh, listener, because I know this is a podcast. Lucy is chewing what looks like a, a, a Churchill cigar as she talks about this, and. I think the monocle and top hat are new. I'm not sure you had them. Because like, last week you were wearing a beret. And now you, you've gone for the monocle and the top hat. 
Yeah, last week I had a massive grey hair and a massive grey beard. <laughs> yeah, you've shaved that now, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Now you've I'm gone from one of, of those kind of like colonel <laughs> moustaches, <laughs> which I will say looks very fetching. You know. Thank you. Uh, do do yeah. you partake in all the rigmarole though? You know, like when you go in there and and car salesmen, they're famously like spivvy, aren't they? The way that they try and they try and get you to to buy the car. Well, when we were buying my last car. <laughs> My favourite car. Sorry, Harry. Could, you won that in a raffle, didn't you? Was it? No one else entered. <laughs> when we were buying my last car, it was top of the range, right? What top range? of the range top... of the cheapest car. Anyway, <laughs> Can I see um, your terrible cars, please? <laughs> and I walked in and I said, I would like air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well have said, I would like a steering wheel if that's okay i don't want I to like, steer my car with a screwdriver. and bluetooth <laughs> really they were the two things that you needed they, they were the two things that i wanted um and a fun color um fun color and yeah what, like i want color, color is that, fun well i so would like car. a car that looks like joseph's technicolor dream coat please <laughs> does that come in terrible yes it does <laughs> It's got 0.1 Bluetooth and two wheels. Um, oh, I wanted all the I wanted all the doors as well. I wanted five doors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said all the doors, <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to five doors, which is an actual standard, mate. I wanted all the doors that are available in a car. Mm, so yeah. if there are cars that have more than five doors, I'd want that. So you, you, you didn't want to come into your car like the Dukes of Hazard or anything like that, you know, when they used to jump through the window. <laughs> I wanted to open a door wanted... and get in. Yeah, so last time I think I was probably, I was definitely an easier sell than Harry was. Um, but actually also what I did is I accidentally um, went at the right time because that's the thing, you have to go... I accidentally you... went at the right time, that's serendipity. <laughs> if you go towards the end of a number plate change then they try and get rid of more cars and also towards the end of the month. So I accidentally went at that right time when it was just towards the end of a number plate change and also at the end of the month because they have to try and get as many sales as possible and, you know, it shows towards their amounts. Um, and the guy had said to me, oh, it's this amount of money. And I'd said, oh, okay, I probably won't get it then. And then... <laughs> And I actually genuinely meant that. So you accidentally um, haggled as well then? And I accidentally haggled and then he called it's me perfect. back 10 minutes later and said, okay, no, how about if I give you this money off? And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> he rang up and he was like, look, we've got it in an amazing colour. And, <laughs> yeah. and it's got eight doors on it. We actually they said, bought... they said, we'll give you the colour for free. Colour's normally 500 quid. So what colour did you get? Blue. So, and what did you say? A funky colour and you went for blue. I thought you were going to come out with like... No, but it's know, like a fun blue. It's not like a navy. It's like Define a... fun blue for me. So like, um, I can't just point to your t-shirt because obviously this is a audio format. Sure. Um, but it's like, so, you know... Uh, this will be fun like, for the listener. I know. Like a royal blue, but lighter. So this is the colour car I've got. This is the car I bought today. Okay, so it's so yours is like a royal blue. It is, yeah. But mine is lighter. Slightly than that. lighter than that, mm. and sort of a bit more funky. Okay, a bit like, more funky, sure. If you see that my color blue, you're like, oh, that's a friendly car. Like that's the kind of. I want to ram that, that off the road. 
<laughs> Whereas right. Harry, the kind of vibe that he wanted was like, this is a car. Like, yeah. Grey, silver, something along those lines. Yeah, ours is midnight blue, which is essentially just navy. I walked into the the, uh, the showroom and I, I had to bring my dad with me. I have to bring my dad to, <laughs> to anything that is, you know, negotiating with people. So my dad's got yeah. all the chat and he knows everything. Like he'll go up and he'll say, oh, the engine, that's a da 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 And it's like, he, it's like he kind of fades into a different language. And yeah. today, so when we were going through the negotiation, I wanted to part exchange like on the car that I've got at the moment, which is an older car. Um, it's a car I inherited, actually. And so I wasn't expecting a huge amount of money because it's an older, uh, older model and stuff like that. My dad, it was like being, it was like witnessing a trade deal it really was it was it was amazing some of the, the back and forth between them it was like dueling and my dad left me to play in the new car whilst that was happening so 30 years old he was like just get in the car and I did and I and do you know what I looked for bluetooth yeah, exactly <laughs> it was the first thing I looked for like I was looking it's, it's a mini countryman and yeah. so I was having a look at the various bits and pieces I I, I was obsessed by the fact that it's got the large classic speedometer you know in the middle right. of the car very easily distracted in that way. And then I was just looking to make sure that it had Bluetooth. And I thought the rest of it, it's got windows, it's got doors. It will yeah. get me from A to B. I looked to check to see if there was a bottom. Did you test drive? <laughs> to check there was a bottom. I, I just made sure that it wasn't like a chassis or anything like that. Uh, because I know, you know, like when you say something to try and make, make conversation, you go in, you try and be a bit more like, a bit more man about it. You know, oh, it's the engine size. It, what, what engine? And you know, oh, I thought cars had engines. I, you know, I, that's, <laughs> me, that's, that's, that's what happens to me in these kind of places. I can uh, talk about miles per gallon, that's about it. That's brilliant. You can go in and like, like boot a tyre and, <laughs> and he's got instant rapport with the salesman. Whereas I'll go in having done, you know, X amount of research and they're like, all right, nerd, stick another 5K on the nerds out there. <laughs> no, I, I have no idea what anything is worth. You know, I don't know if I've got a good deal or if I've been taken for a mug. Uh, I kind of just walk in and, and, and hope for the best when, when it comes to these things. What Harry did is he researched the car that he wanted. So he wanted a Mustang originally. And then, so obviously the fact that we listeners will know, we have a baby on the way, decided that actually perhaps it's not practical to have a two-door car. To be, to be driving around in a Mustang as, it, as if he too. was one of the main characters in Heat. <laughs> um so do you, do you still rob banks or is that, is that finished now are you coming to retirement <laughs> only on the weekends um and then so we went for one with more doors uh it was basically the thing so he picked the car that we wanted and then spent hours and weeks researching everything about like about all of these cars and then found you know different good prices or whatever and then put the because you can put the registration number into an online checker that tells you what the dealership price would be and what the seller price would be if it was a private sale so checks that it was like towards the end of that and all of these things and then you know worked out that in so many years time how much the car will have depreciated and how much of an investment it is all, well, all thing, I did was it, got the finance in place. You, I'm quite good at that. But you check the Bluetooth. <laughs> it has but, got Bluetooth, but the Bluetooth was really—it wasn't very intuitive. I'll send it back. Send it back. I've, I got quite angry with it today, actually, because it's not that easy to um, work out the radio. 
My dad is fantastic at haggling with these things, like to the point where he'll go into some shops where I didn't know you could haggle and get a good deal. Like I would feel that going to something like electrical goods shop. Yeah. I, I don't feel like there's much wiggle room in there, but dad always seems to kind of secure deals in there. Uh, I, I always find that I'm kind of wrong footed. So for example, if I say like, oh, you know, like the car that I bought today, that I was originally looking at a couple of days ago, I was like, oh, yeah, it's a good price. It's a good price. It's an excellent price because the car is practically brand new. It's only got 5,000 miles on it. Wow, okay. So um, I was like, oh, yeah, it's a good price. And the bloke's like, yes, it's a very good price. And I was like, yeah, I was agreeing that it was a good price. And at this point, I'm thinking, God, where can I haggle from this now? Because I've already said it is a good price. Yeah. I was like, oh, so, you know, what, what kind of deal can you do? And the bloke's looking at me like, I'm not prepared to offer you a deal because I know you're a weak person and you will pay what I demand. <laughs> So I was like, oh, can you uh, put, put, put next year's MOT on it? And he went, nope. And I was like, okay. All good options that was, then. Uh, well, it, well, it is a written, does it have Bluetooth? It has Bluetooth. I'll pay anything. I'll pay anything <laughs> to have Bluetooth in this car. Is it not all shops you can um, haggle in? I remember one time someone came into the technology store where I used to work and uh, said, well, I'm going to buy an iPad. Can I have an iPad cover with it as well for free? And we were like, no. No. Wait, but an oh, iPad. Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> what what technology store must that have been? That must have been. Done it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I love all that kind of haggling. Also, talking of like the finance side of it, buying a car is one of the first times in adult life that you realise just how much money everything is. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I didn't learn how to drive until I was 25 because I didn't really bother when I was like late teens when something I wasn't until I was 22. Oh, mm. hang on. No, actually 25 as well. I was going to oh, <laughs> brilliant. What subject did you used to teach? Was it, was it Latin, was it? Uh, I didn't bother because we, we both went to university in Exeter, didn't we? And yeah. Exeter, you could no spit like across the city and walk quicker than the spit would land. Anywhere you want to walk in Exeter will be half an hour or less. And so I never bothered to learn how to drive. So I only learned how to drive when I became a teacher because it became more of a necessity, especially living yeah. in suburbia. Uh, and I, I can actually remember, so it brought back memories buying a Mini today. Because the first person I ever knew who owned a Mini was this really rich kid that I went to school with. And the rich kid's dad turned around and said, look, if you get four A's at A-level, um, and pass your test first time, I'll sort you out a Mini Cooper. It'll be brand new Mini Cooper. It was about 25K like to buy brand new from the yeah. Mini dealership. And the kid was like, yeah, about it. And I think the dad was like, there's no way, there's no way the fruit of my loins is going to be producing this kind of exam data. Come August, he obviously produced like the four A's, passed his test first time, had that incentive. And he wrote the car off six days after purchase. Oh my goodness. So yeah, um, it's only when you realize that you have bashed 25,000 pounds through a wall that was approximately 19 seconds away from our school gates that uh, you realize just how much money stuff is. I think that you don't, at that age as well, you don't realize what 25,000 pounds is and how long it takes you to earn it. <laughs> Steal that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so second lesson, arguably the biggest purchase you could ever make. I can't think what else you would buy that would be bigger than this. 
Certainly nothing legal, I don't think. Um, unless you bought... <laughs> I don't know, I was trying to come up with a, a ma- an amount of cocaine that were, this would cost then, and I was like, I don't even know what the exchange rate is. I love the fact that someone like, yeah, exchange rate? I don't think, I don't think you, you go to the, the, the Bureau de Change. Uh, can I get that in euros, uh, <laughs> Cambodian, rail, and cocaine, please? <laughs> Did Revolut do that? <laughs> that is a, it's a bold future we live in. Well, you know. Oh, that's high. Do you do that in smack as well, or is it just? (laughs) If you're looking to invest in a market right now, I'd say that with possible economic depression coming on, it might be one of the best things to invest in. Cocaine. I don't know. (laughs) You're using your platform. (laughs) Drugs are bad. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. That's lesson one, really, isn't it? Lesson two: How to buy a house divided up from your cocaine assets. Like Lucy Murray, welcome to the stage. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Buying a house is arguably one of the biggest purchases you can <laughs> cry. Don't mean to. It's not that emotional. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Focusing. Um so, because obviously there are different things now. And um when I was when we bought this house, we were able to get a 10% deposit for it. Um then you have to get a mortgage and there are all these different steps in buying a house that I don't think you necessarily realize before you're actually in the house buying process. I don't think anyone does because you're not, I mean, it's one of the reasons we decided to do this podcast because you leave school and you think, do you know what? I've got my A-levels or I've got my IB results or whatever. Um, I've got my NUS and I, and, I, and I did Duke of Edinburgh, so I think I'm going to be cruising straight to the top of exactly. the housing market. I can put that on my CV. And um, the thing is, is realistically, in, in the housing market that we're in, where fewer people of our generation are actually becoming property owners, or at least they're having to be property owners later on in life, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm actively saving for a deposit as we speak. And I know that I won't, I won't really be able to get that deposit together for at least another kind of couple of years. And um, so all of a sudden you find yourself around the 30 mark and you're like, I, I just don't know how this works. Yeah. Well, it's Enter Lucy and, Murray. <laughs> and then um, I think that some people kind of rely on you not knowing how that works, but then also some people in the process just expect you to know. Um, like, so I've got some friends that are going through the house buying process now and they've had lots of different issues with putting offers on and whatever. And, and they put an offer in a house um, just before lockdown. And then they were due to, so once you put an offer in on a house, you usually have a mortgage in principle, which means that in general, the mortgage company will lend you the money for the house. Um, but they have to look at the house and say, well, is it actually worth that amount? So they send someone to the house and go, yeah, you know, whatever, it's worth that amount. The house isn't a pile of rubble, for example. Um, And also we've looked at other houses in the area and they've gone for that amount. So this isn't a bad investment for us. So they do that. Well, I've got my friends put on an offer on and their mortgage and the mortgage surveyor was due to go in on the Wednesday. Lockdown happened on the Tuesday, stopping all mortgage value is whatever to go to houses and um they now 
are an issue where their um, sellers are saying, well, hurry up then. And they're going, really? we have no mortgage. How do we do that? So you have to get these people to come around to say that they'll lend you the money. And then even once you've got that and you have an actual mortgage offer, then you have to do all these other different hoops. So there's uh, hoops where you have to have like uh, surveys on the land and they take three weeks to go. So you send off and they, they go, oh yeah, and there's, you know, if there's a problem with it, they say there's a pipe two meters away from your house. Oh, well, that'll mean that your housing insurance will be higher and all these types of different things. Um, and Thank God they're there. Cause I would, again, I'd walk around, I'd go, oh, is <laughs> the engine any good? What engine? Oh, did you see the, did you see the game last night? What game? Uh, I'll just a- pay whatever this house you're asking. Um, my dad, I had viewing the first couple of houses with me and he did a similar kind of thing to your dad did with the car, you know, talk this other different language, but I'd, those trees at the end of the garden they included or chuck chuck a few trees in as well (laughs) i'd gone to enough of these different houses because in cardiff i don't know if it's the same the type of place you're where you look but um in the area that we're looking almost all the houses are identical really and that because they were all built around the same sort of time there are like different levels of it it's like you've got the one with no bays or you've got the one with one bay or two bays or the bay at the top as well. And like those types of ones. And basically they go up in price. So you've got visited... the I house excess. <laughs> exactly. So we got the one with no bays. Um, and I went to enough of these houses with my dad that my dad would go like, Oh, there's no ventilation in that chimney breast there. And, you know, and like be banging the walls and going oh you know what's this and that to that point i don't know how you get to that point because i know that my dad was at that point at the age i'm at now like i'm 30 years old in terms of like pokemon evolution i'm probably in the final (laughs) stage realistically i don't think i'm going to just suddenly absorb this knowledge in the next kind of few years where i'll go around go well that's damp Uh, i think you will look at that that's damp (laughs) i won't i know i won't no, you will because so I did all these. So this is the other thing. When I first, when we first started looking at houses, it was really exciting, and we were like, "Oh, this is so cool!" You know, you look at it as yeah. you By the fifteenth house, you're going, "Oh my god!" And I'll you, just live anywhere. You literally, you you get to the point that you walk in the house, go look at each other, and you both know it's going to be a no. Could Could you away. imagine dying here, darling? <laughs> No. <laughs> no. You, you do that in front of the current there. owner. <laughs> Could you walk oh, in? No. There was one we went to view a house and um, we were told to turn up at a specific time. Um, we always turned up at that exact time. So, you know, we would turn up at two, three minutes before, knock on the door on the dot. And um, we went to view one and there in the house, was the people living in there and they were tenants so it was you were ousting uh, them so yeah exactly so there was um a mum and two kids and uh the estate agent hadn't turned up yet and they went oh not a problem just sit in the lounge so harry and i were sat in the lounge with the two kids watching children's television waiting for the estate agent to come in we'd already decided once we walked in the door weren't you the the couple from from sonic uh, the hedgehog last week in bristol what are you yeah. doing? So then we had 
<laughs> and we had to wait for the estate agents to come in to talk to us about 50, for 15 minutes about a house that we knew that we definitely didn't want. And he also, from the way we were talking, you know, oh, yeah, oh, there's a garden. And, um, you know, knew that we didn't want it. Those tenants weren't called Mary and Joseph, were they, that you were? Because <laughs> did they have an accent? They, they weren't from... That's they weren't from Bethlehem, were they? Yeah, we had those. We've also had ones where there are some times when you go to view a house and um, you view the house of other people also looking. It, yeah. What's that? Is that like to try and create a level of competitive nature for it? That's, or um, the some people say, I'm going to put the house on, but I can't be asked to be doing this all the time. So... It's a free-for-all for a day. Yeah. Doing yeah. an open morning on Saturday. I'll go out for the day. You book in whatever you want. And then sometimes they book in and they have so much interest, they have to double book. So, yeah, we went in at the same time as another couple and it was really weird. We had to sort of like, I don't know. It's just when there are other people in the house that are also looking you at buying... Relax. But yeah, there's only one house. That's the mm. other thing. With cars, there are more than one car. Um, Hopefully. But, yeah, exactly. And so that particular one, we did actually end up putting an offer in on, but then circumstances changed and didn't This house, get it. Uh, does it come with Bluetooth? Or is that... <laughs> it's a funky colour, but I just want to check the Houses Bluetooth... I'm much better at. Um, but yeah, we had to sort of be like whispering in the kitchen while they were upstairs in the bathroom. So odd. I find that with, with the housing market, it's having the ability to be able to save so thoroughly right, with how yeah. much house prices are. I live in the southeast of England, which is the most expensive area in the yes. United Kingdom to live in. And I can remember in 2011, uh, my friend and I, we planned to do this two month road trip across America since we were 16. And we actually managed to save and do it. And we got speaking to this couple in, uh, in Los Angeles and they were an Australian couple and they were like, we spent five years of our life saving for a house deposit. And just as they were handing that money over, they looked at the bank and they were like, we'll never see this amount of money ever again. So they canceled the mortgage, bought two round the world trips and just left. And so I was like, Oh, well, uh, uh, what will happen when you go home? Like, and they went, we don't know. And I just thought, wow, I just, I can't imagine living like what that. gamble. Nine years later, <laughs> I had enough money for a deposit or thereabouts. And I looked at it and I thought, I'm never going to have this amount of money ever again. So hence, I went traveling for about five months um, last year because I just thought it's having that discipline to look at that money and say, right, I need to put this in bricks and Malta. Yeah. I think it's, I've always been like, I have to get a house. I have to get a house. So that was one of the things that helped me. But the other thing I was going to say is that mortgages at the time when we were buying, uh, you could get 10% mortgage or even a 5% mortgage. But currently, and you don't know what's going to happen with the um, state of things, but now uh, I've heard that 15 percent is on average 15 percent is now being touted yeah because of covid yeah and then the other thing is all the other hidden costs you don't realize so um in wales if you buy a house if you're a first-time buyer and you buy a house over one hundred eighty thousand, you have to buy stamp duty 
Mm. So you have to pay stamp duty on that. And then there's all the extra like solicitors fees. And if you have someone helping you out with a little bit of money, they, you have to charge them. So there's loads of other random hidden costs that they go, Oh, didn't you know that you had to pay 300 pounds for searches? You're like, no, because how much does it cost to call the land registry and put my postcode in? 300 pounds, I believe, yeah. on the dot. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much it costs. You're like, ah. Oh. So yeah, there's loads of other, it's so expensive. And just, you just have to be like, ah, oh, just take all my money. <laughs> I, was rent, I was renting for about, uh, not including uni, I was renting for about five years, I think. And it got to the point where I couldn't actually save enough money anymore. It was going to be like, I would probably buy a house and then immediately bequeath it to any children, like probably the next day. Like it was getting yeah. to that point. Like, and I'm not saying owning the house, I'm saying to qualify for a mortgage. Um, <laughs> I was beginning to be worth more dead than alive. So I st- spoke to my parents, like a lot of people in our generation, I was saying to my mum and dad, I was like, I'm going to have to move in with you for a little while see if I can kind of save some more. And one of the best images I think of me moving back was taking some stuff from the flat that I was living in, driving it over to my parents' house. And the thing that I prioritized was a uh, fully built Millennium Falcon as done by Lego. And all I can remember is seeing my dad like kind of trying to be discreet and looking out of the window at the front of their house. I've got a double fronted house looking out of the window and seeing his at the time, 28 year old son wandering up the driveway, holding a millennium Falcon going, I'm back. (laughs) So yeah, um, I actively look forward to owning property. So that you can put your millennium Falcon somewhere else. Just so I can put any Lego that I want anywhere else. Surely why one buys a house in the first place, isn't it? (laughs) Why don't you just build out a Lego? You know what? That's why you're a genius. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, so there we are. Big purchase week done. Big purchase week. Feel like you could go out there and buy that car and buy that house. I think anyone who's got you know thousands and thousands of pounds in their account who's feeling a little nervous about it, if they haven't been frauded, you know, by 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 various Nat West impersonators. They'll be listening to this podcast and going, you know what? I finally got the confidence to be able to buy a car and then a house. Yeah. Or any other order. It's up to you, really. Don't have to do that. Um, But if you're also looking for something else to build your confidence, you might want to help build my confidence and your Mm. confidence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. uh, By leaving reviews on iTunes. Uh, checking us a follow on Twitter and on Instagram at classholespod um, and just yeah writing any abuse that you feel fit to the email classpodholes and while you're at it you know chuck us a fiver if you've got it because I've recently (laughs) (laughs) recently bought a car and uh, (laughs) there's there's no requirement to chuck us fivers just Listen, if you want to ch- chuck me a firebar, I, you know, I will gratefully receive it. There we go. If anyone wants to chuck Preston, the charity case, a fiver. Listen, every little helps is what I'm saying. When you bought a car and you're looking at buying a house, uh, that Millennium Falcon is not going to move itself, Lucy Murray. All right? That's true. That is true. But you can right. move it in your mini country, man. But anyway. I can. So until I do that, I'll see you next week. Lovely. Uh, next week, little preview. 
we're going to talk about holidays because it's coming up to the time that in theory people might be able to go on holidays yeah i personally can't wait to talk about them so that will be next week's episode yes tune in then see you later bye